Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Well, you did not come here to look for a singer in your host, so I apologize, guys. But you are here to look for up-and-coming talent, current hitmakers, and musical legends, and that's what we can deliver. So welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, guys. This is your host, this and every week, Jamie Rodriguez, guys. And today's guest has been on our radar for a long time, and we are thrilled to have him on the show from Eastern Kentucky, Nicholas Jamerson, guys. And what can I say about him? A lot of people we respect and love, tastemakers, if you will, have said, hey, Jamie, keep an eye on Nicholas Jamerson. And we were finally able to see his uh, warm performance at Master Musicians Festival in Kentucky, then at Floyd Fest, uh, because he's hitting the festival circuit this year, behind his 2020 masterpiece, The Wild Frontier, one of the best albums of 2020. It has rich characters, an ambitious story, splendid melodies. Really, it's like a it's like a novel. It's super ambitious, but it's super good. You guys, please listen to it, The Wild Frontier, as soon as we're done with this podcast, guys. And um, well, well, Nicholas Jamerson, you know, he's been performing for a long time. He used to be, and still is actually, because they came back in a musical duo called Sunday Best. Some of you may have heard them. Uh, they played the Grand Ole Opry, Ryman Auditorium, some of the major festivals in the world. And now Nicholas is, uh, you know, unleashing his solo power. And with The Wild Frontier, it is front and center. He's performing in uh, major festivals this year. So check him out. If you see him in, uh, in a poster, in a festival poster, please don't miss him because you will not be disappointed. If you want to find out more about Nicholas Jamerson, visit his website, www.com. NicholasJamerson.com. If you're new to the J-Rod Concerts family, welcome. We do humbly ask you to take 30 seconds of your time. And whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever it may be, to click the subscribe button and give us a five-star review. That helps us more than you think. So we would appreciate that. Thank you so much. And without further ado, Nicholas Jamerson on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Nicholas Jamerson. How are you? In the flesh, in the virtual flesh. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Extraordinary troubadour, storyteller. You're kicking ass with your solo material. Fantastic painter, by the way. And oh, thank of course, you. absolutely. And of course, part of Sunday Best. Uh, but Nick, you know, The Wild Frontier, man. What an album, dude. Holy smokes, man. What a masterpiece. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. It is. It absolutely is, Nick. And um, so how are you doing, then, Nick? Are you right now in your Prestonburg home? Where are you coming to us from? I, I am. I'm in the woodshed. Uh, it's where I could get my, my best signal. Um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm uh, my little girl's taking a nap and I'm just chilling while I can. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Has your uh, sleeping schedule changed since you had a you had a child last year, Nick? It does some, but I, I, I have a tendency to be uh a not like a night owl anyway so it 
it definitely has in sometimes, but she's actually probably a better sleeper than I am. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it just seems like sometimes I, I get these creative bursts at night and I just have to prowl. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I got you. Cool, Nick. So, so Nick, you know, having finally been exposed to uh, to your live performances in the past month or so, um, it's become clear that you know performing your songs live, Nick, it's something you love to do. It's it's like the reason you kind of exist in a way. Is it almost a relief, Nick, like a deep exhale that you can kind of be back on the stages, like just singing your songs to the people, man? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's there. There is a release that that only comes with that live space and um yeah it's so cathartic and that's that's really what i think I've, I've taken from it more than anything the time away was just uh how sometimes it's not even about um the notes that i'm hitting it's not even about being in uh, in the right key i mean obviously i want to do that but mm. it's uh just yeah just to be able to physically you know do it is uh it's it's crazy it's crazy um the the therapeutic um release that that i get from it so thankful to to be able to do it yeah absolutely and and it certainly feels like that for the crowd as well nick and uh, you know you've always been a hustler you know just you know based on your history whether it's football or with your solo career sunday best uh in fact your song gambler talks a little bit about you know taking risks and kind of jumping into the unknown a bit. How has how was the experience, Nick, you know, of uh, releasing an album in, in 2020 and getting the message out there with so many unknowns? That's like a real maverick spirit there, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, through the whole um, creative process, I felt like, I felt like uh, 2020 was going to be a big year. Yeah. Uh, and that, I needed to say something important and uh you know when when everything happened last year i was like wow it i could have i would have never thought that it was going to be in the middle of a of a global pandemic but uh you know that that kind of made me just double down on it because it was like well i think people probably need to hear it now more than than ever uh, right uh, you know because it's such a it's such, the, the record is a deep look at the self and uh you know we had a lot of time last year to really think and and go inward if that's what you chose to do and mm. i just tried to have faith that uh the people that needed it yeah yeah they would find so instead of thinking about all the things that you know, I, I obviously thought we were going to release that record and then tour it all over the country, and that didn't happen. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was just a part of the. It was just a part of the whole process of of just surrendering to the unknown, and um, it's kind of where I was. That's where I was coming from with the 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 the, the first line, and you know, the first the first song on the record is, you know, about basically following your gut and following yeah. your, your intuition. And, uh, so I really, it was like, I had to put my money where my mouth was honestly, yeah. uh, with, with that whole process. So it was a trip. <laughs> well, it, it is a trip and it's a 
great trip to listen to it. And I'm glad you mentioned the fact that we had the time to listen to it because maybe it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, listening to your album, you know, it reminds you of stuff like Emily Harris, The Ballad of Sally Rose or, or The Who's Tommy. It, it's like a whole arc, you know, it requires like a full immersion. And it, it's something that um that is rarer more nowadays with the singles and all that stuff. Is this kind of how you grew up, Nick, with listening to like these epic records and like stories and that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you listen to any vinyl at all, it's, you kind of, you put it on and you, you leave it and, and I, I don't know, I've done this for so long, it, 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 it's really, I don't know, there's, there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it, I, I see the value and, and the reason for doing singles, but this is my 10th record that I've been a part of. And, yeah. and it, like, I just felt like I needed to find where my edge was creatively. And, mm-hmm. um, it took, you know, it took four years of, of composing and recording to put this record together. So I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to take it as far as I could down the, the metaphorical rabbit hole, you know, and, um, just, just see see what happened you know on the other side and i i did grow up around storytellers and um i love a story and uh, i love a challenge and, and it was like i said it was it was a real challenge just to put this whole thing together and yeah uh with with con with my own continuity and um yeah it, it was it was fun so um i don't know that i'll always do that like I said, I, 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 I do see the value and or at least the, the business value in, in singles. And I think the way that music is consumed, it's sometimes hard to get people. It is hard to get people to sit down and listen to a whole record. So um, I'm trying to find a sweet spot in between because I, you know, I, like I said, I see the value in, in all of it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But, but it's funny you mentioned the rabbit hole, right? Because like Brother Rabbit, for example, is based on that story by told from Uncle Remus. Man, like your stuff is just so layered. I can't ex- like just emphasize how great and deep and layered your album is, man. It's like amazing. It, it reminds you of like, you know, those Millbrook movies that you still watch 20, 30 years later and you find new jokes. Yeah. It's, your album is just like it's going to be around, man, it's for a long time. It's like so well made, Nick. I, I appreciate you saying that. You're, you're yeah. really in my mind that's just the 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 references that you're making i'm like man this guy's done his homework <laughs> well of course nick absolutely but uh but yeah man i mean and also you, it's funny you mentioned that the edge right that, that you live off that edge that chip of your shoulder because another great thing about you know your story nick is obviously you were a great athlete great football player um at, at uh, prestonburg and then the university of, of, of pikeville uh but you know you were a little bit shorter for like the standards uh, that an athlete had to be. And you always had that edge. Is this something that like you kind of like use like a Michael Jordan kind of thing that you find an edge to push you forward? Oh, definitely. I, I call myself Kobe all the time because I, <laughs> like, I do have that, that competitiveness. And I, I do feel like I've been overlooked uh, most of my life. Uh, I wasn't the obvious choice and I had to just, you know, just do the work and just put the time in and, you know, then, then to me, it's always like, well, then it'll speak for itself. And when I get the opportunities, uh, I'll be ready because I've, I've put the work in. So, 
Um, I, I don't, I try not to do that, you know, as far as a com- competitive with other people, especially in music, because I feel like that's, that's just a, um, yeah, that's just kind of a toxic trait, I think, in, in the industry is like just competitiveness. And I think that also comes from a place of lack, like there's not enough room at the table for everybody. I, I think that there is, but it's more competition with myself and mm. just, you know, cause I've, you know, I, I got to this place in my career where I had done more than I ever thought I w- could have dreamed of you know I've, I've been fortunate enough to play the grand Ole opry yep you should have set uh, seven times wow. um so it's like when you don't even dream of doing that and then you do it it's like what do you do next mm-hmm. you know so it's just yeah it's it becomes a competition with yourself and uh so yeah i'm just i'm just trying to push push my boundaries and um continue to explore and just try to create from that place instead of trying to seek validation um, from an industry standpoint, you know, it it feels good to be recognized by, by industry and industry folks and people like yourself. And, but, you know, you, you just can't live and die by it because there's just so much out there that it's easy to, there's so there's just you know there's so many talented right. artists out there that that aren't that aren't necessarily there's not a reflection in like the mainstream or a reflection just in the arts are are weird that way you you don't get an immediate return usually in right. your your investment so of time so uh, you gotta find. You got to find little victories, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. to keep yourself going and keep yourself afloat. And, you know, I think it ultimately just comes from your love. Uh, you know, it, you have to love what you do. And, Definitely. Uh, so. No, but I think you're, you know, we know where you're headed, Nick, because you, you put your flag on timeless values with your music. So it's, you're playing the long game with your career. So there's like, you know, no, we know where you're going. Like a song like Linda James about gratitude, you know, spectacular song, by the way. And let's, let's just talk about it, Nick, because I heard it at, um, in the past month in Kentucky with you. And I heard it in, uh, where was the other place in, in Floyd, in Virginia. And, and I've seen the way people react to it. And it is actually a really, really touching and powerful, like, energy that flows over the people, Nick. It's, mm-hmm. I've seen, I want to say about eight or nine people crying to it. Yeah. I've seen people, like, I've seen everyone go completely silent to it. Um, I mean, th- there's this part in the song about the four-minute mark, and, and I would encourage my, pe- my, my audience to listen to it, that, you know, is that this line is the apex of the album love as much as you can give your gratitude at night be thankful for each and every day that you get to see the sunrise what is i guess the question is nick when you're on stage and you're singing this song and and and, and you see and you feel this energy what does it feel like uh, i mean it it feels like uh you know growing up like church it feels like Jesus. It feels like God's love is what it feels like. And yeah, just to try to be present in it, you know, that's, that's really all I'm trying to do is just receive it and, 
and um, be, be thankful for it. Um, that song, I almost, it's like I, there was a hesitancy to release it because I wasn't trying to be uh, preachy or anything like that, but um, it's, a, it's, it's a good creed, I think, that I'm trying to just live by, just be, being mindful of the moment, and uh, I think our words in music, man, that's so, it's so powerful, and if you, if you can get people to, to behind words like that, it's, man, it's such a, it's such a powerful, it's a powerful experience for me. And I think that, you know, with everything that we've gone through in this world, the last year, it's like that, those, those kind of words and that kind of living is the only thing that got me through it. It's, it's, and still now, like, you know, we think that we're on the other side of things, but then, you know, if you, you watch the news, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. new, new variants and just more things to worry about. And you're like, man, we're not through this. And right. And it's easy to go to a place of worry. And, mm-hmm. and, I, you know, I've just found that if, if, if I can't, it's one day at a time, it's one moment at a time. And yeah. Um, really just trying to, you know, I know. Yeah. Just cultivate that more in, in society, you know, and instead yeah. of a fear-based way of thinking. And I think the way music is, we've gone without it and now it's back. It's, you know, I think people are listening now more than ever. And those moments at Floyd Fest, man, I was just so blown away because I didn't know if anybody there would know us. And, and I feel like a lot of those people that, a lot of those people you're talking about crying, they came up to me and shared that with me. And I was like, wow, that's, yeah. What do you even, what do you even say to that? You know, thank you, obviously, but it's, it's a hard thing to grasp really. So I'm trying well, to, I think it's a very powerful thing what you're doing, Nick, because you're basically, I mean, you, you could be, you know, with your music, you're changing people's lives. Cause what you're saying is, you know, Without and you're not being preachy, but you're saying like, listen, this is what I took from my life with Linda James, and it's to change your expectations for appreciation, and yes. your whole life changes in an instant. Like that's what you're telling your people with your music, and it's it's a really powerful thing. I just want to emphasize that. Thank you, thank you for saying that. Uh, it's I'm just glad that that's that's the the experience from the listener, you know, because yeah. it's a. Uh, it's hard to talk about these kind of things. Like I said, when, when, when it's, uh, you know, I've, I've been in like the commercial world and that's not really what is being sold there, you know? So, um, it's just, you know, it's having faith in people and that people, we all do really want the same things and, yeah. Uh, and just peace, you know, I think peace of mind, I think is what we're all looking for. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just really glad that, like I said, I, I think that it's that those songs are all doing the work they're supposed to do. And I'm just thankful that I'm getting an opportunity to play them and yeah. that people like you are taking an interest and helping me spread yeah, the work. Absolutely, Nick. Absolutely. And, um, you're being so good with your time. I, I got to ask a Sunday, a Sunday best question. I mean, you know, 2028 people had a lot of chance uh, to reflect, to reassess their lives, their goals, you know, maybe the, the stuff that was holding them back, all kinds of nonsense. 
tell us a little bit about Sunday Best and the reunion, right? Because like you said, you played the Opry a bunch, you know, you guys, uh, you know, did a lot of stuff with Chris Bentley there. Uh, yeah. and, and in 2018, you guys said, hey, maybe let's take a little break. And in 2020, you said, let's come back. Was, yeah. this, uh, was this like, what was the genesis of the reunion here? Uh, you know, Sunday Best was something that I, you know, I've known Chris since middle school and we, we kind of, we jumped in head first, uh, in 2010 and we pretty much toured for eight years straight. And, um, yeah, you know, I was just burnt out at that point and, uh, just chasing, you know, you're young and trying to find, we were trying to find our place in the world. And I mean, it was done. It was done and dead as far as I was concerned. Like when, when we ended, it was, and so many to make it about me and him, which, you know, I guess that's, that's a natural thing to think, but I just come to a, a crossroads in my life of, sure. of how I was living and, I think I was consumed by, by my career and, um, just, just trying to get somewhere, you know, trying to, to, to make, uh, just make a place for ourselves. And then when we did it, like I said, it, it was, it just wasn't sustainable the pace that we were going at. And sure. I mean, and, and you, you, you know, somebody and you work with somebody that long too, there are, there are personal, uh, things that come up and I'm sure. not, acting like that wasn't part of it but um to me it was more about my uh just I need to get myself right get my heart right my spirit sure. right and um I you know that was hard I think for for Chris because you know I I mean we both we both had went through that but but it was hard to when you put so much time and energy into something to to say, Hey, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, but yeah, last year, just with so much going on in the world, it, it felt like that it was like, it was harder to not do it than it was to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt sure. like maybe I was holding on to just old stuff, old fears of, of, maybe things getting out of control. Like I felt like they were at one point with the Sunday best stuff and, uh, his, his dad got in a car accident and that was kind of the catalyst for us yeah, to really start talking again and just realize that there's more it, there that our relationship was more, there's, it's just more than just music. It's more than just a profession. And sure. so, um, yeah, just, just trying to get in touch with, with that side of things because w things just happened for us so quickly. Yeah. Uh, at first with the Sunday best stuff that it was all business and it was all, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just that and uh, sure. lost sight of, you know, the, just this, the things that last forever, friendship, brotherhood. And it's been great. It's, it's really been, it's really been, uh great to to feel like you put so much time and energy into something and it you know relatively successful by 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 most standards you know um regionally anyway you know we, we but just to feel like 
it wasn't all for nothing, you know, yeah. like, and to provide just happiness for our community. Um, you know, those that aren't familiar, uh, our, our fan base is kinfolk. And uh, there's so many people that are, that were just happy. It was just good news. And, and I, it felt good to be able to just provide some good news in the midst of, you know, so much destruction going on in the world. Just, just a sign of some healing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, 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 absolutely. Some people getting on the other side of their BS and, um, Nice. So, you know, that that's, I, I live back in Prestonsburg and that's all I've, it's not easy living here, you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, I, I want to be, a, I just want to be an example of, of, of what a kid from the mountains can be, you know, when there's so many people that are, I think around here, it's, it's like, what what we don't have instead of what we do have, you know, right. and just being a little older, you know, 30, just turned 36 and just feeling like needing to take my place in the community. Yeah. You know, as far as progressing it forward. Sure. Um, so Sunday best, you know, it's a big platform for, for that kind of message and, um, Chris is, you know, we've always shared that sort of shared vision for purpose and what we were doing all this for. So it's been good. It's it's good to be, feel like you're in a band with somebody and that they're as invested in it as you are, you know, and sure. You're both working towards a common goal. So definitely. Well, we're glad, we're glad you're on, uh, on the path you are like, you know, and you're definitely, yeah. Uh, spreading a lot of a lot of good from 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 Kentucky Nick you've said it all I, I do want to ask you one more question and I'll let you go parenthood you, like like we started you're a parent what have you learned about parenthood that was in no article in no book that no one told you that you're like holy shit you gotta live this uh, <laughs> man at first before she was even born I was getting like these I was getting morning sickness I was having these like sympathetic pregnancy symptoms of like morning sickness and headaches and oh wow and yeah it it felt telepathic in a way it's like or, or like just chemically it just changed it just it just does something to you that you can't even you can't even that's crazy comprehend and, and i was before before my daughter was born my dad was actually he was like oh yeah he's like i was so sick when your mom was pregnant with you i was like really so wow that's that's strong yeah just just on a a molecular level you know it it just it Amazing. just changed and 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 you know sharing you know my dna is inside of of Emily, my partner, and yeah, you, you, it's like two become one, and wow, and I, I say that, and it sounds so obvious saying it out loud. No, I like, get it, yeah, until you experience it, it's just like, and it just it rocked my whole world, and Amazing. I feel like I'm still reprogramming, you know, so 
but it's uh like a system reboot like windows 95 to windows 98 extreme uh yeah <laughs> that, that ios 10 point <laughs> right <laughs> oh man well nick nick jamerson You've said it all, man. We're so happy that a Brit Adam and, and, and the Eastern Kentucky folks and everyone raves about you and the country's finding out about you and uh, the Wild Frontier. People check it out. What an album. And check Nick out on the road. We will see you at, uh, at Railbird next, I believe. Yep. This next, next one is going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Take care, Nick. Thanks for your time. Right. Yeah, thank you. All right, man. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.